going back to the strengths-based approach, when I originally was introduced to this, I was working in a, a corporate environment at the time. And I remember sitting around with a bunch of ideators. So ideation is a strength. And I remember thinking to myself, these people could sit in a room all day and go home and feel as though they accomplished something. That's the nature of being a visionary or being an ideator. And yet they didn't, but that's a strength that they have. They're real, they're thinkers. They're thinking about theory and just the thinking side of things is sufficient and they feel like they've actually got work done. Same thing with feelings. How many, do you have a friend or maybe you realize yourself, you could sit and share your feelings and get everything out on the table and feel as well the problem solved. It's not necessarily the problem solved. It just means that you maybe vented some feelings that you have. Or there's other people that do, 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 and they just keep their, keep on action, keep things going and action oriented people, but never go any higher than what they can do with their own skills at the moment. So some of what we're trying to do in the process of writing is to create a package for people so that if they can cause them to think, feel, and do. And based on your own personal approach, your own personality, strengths that you develop, you may find yourself falling in one of those camps, but it's important. We're going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. If you're a thinker, I'm going to ask you to tell some stories and not just teach because you need to touch your illustrations you need to touch a person's heart. If you are not real good on practical, things are not as practical. Like what is something, one thing that I can do today as a result of what you're sharing with me? I may say, how can I live that out in my life? So we'll try to pull that out of your writing. But as you write, I'd like for you to consider what strengths do you have so that you can meet the needs of your reader in both the head, the heart, and the hands. One last point on this idea of strengths. About two years ago, I made a list of some pairs that I saw in scripture. I'm going to show that to you. So one of my um, working for, just working for different people or various careers that I've had, um, I've noticed that people tend to land one side or the other in their strengths. Um, unfortunately, people, when they have a strong personality, or when they get comfortable in one particular strength, they often think that's the, that is the right way, or that is the strength that is the right. And they forget that the strengths that God give us, that God made things in pairs. He made them a bit like a teeter-totter. In order for a teeter-totter to work, you need to have full weight on both sides of the teeter-totter. Otherwise, teeter-totters aren't much fun or it's just not a teeter-totter at all. It's just the weight sitting on one side and there's nothing at the top of the teeter-totter to balance it um, or to um, pull on it and have, um, have it be, have its counterweight to it. So here are a few, um, I have, a, I think I have about 50 of these. Um, and I would like for you, as I'm sharing some of these, just for illustrations sake, I'd like for you to think within yourself, where do I fall? Which side do I fall more on? The left side or the right side? So just as, as I take a look at this. So here you have grace and truth. Uh, you have the scripture of where Jesus came, full of grace and truth. So this one's interesting, and you'll find this. People will typically land on one side of these things. Maybe they'll be very gracious, can even fall into enabling or codependency, excusing of sin. Uh, or you'll have people who will fall on the lines of truth, principles, 
have very little grace for anything except for exactly as they what they've defined as truth. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard the expression that um, that love with um, hey, I forget that truth without love is murder. I've heard someone say like that before. So Jesus really came in the fullness of grace and truth, and we need both things in our in our lives to to represent our message to the, the world. So as you write, um, if you are more on the true side of things, you may land the message harder than probably what it's needed. And you may need to consider to bring grace into it. Or if it's a grace-filled approach, there may need to be some grounding of some truth. Um, number two, hear and obey. So this is from Matthew 7. You know, those who hear these words of mine and obey them, those are the ones that have stability. Um, there's another one of love, love and obey. You talk about those who love me will obey me. Um, there's this love and obedience that produces an abiding. You can see some other ones here. Faith without works is dead. Those who seek me find me. Uh, God's dominion mandate to, not dominion mandate, but his, his command that you need to work, but you also should rest. And you can see some other ones here about speaking and listening, being served and serve, serving, receiving, asking. God calls us to shine, to let our light shine, but he also says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. There's a time for feasting. There's a time for fasting. Jesus is both a lion and a lamb. You the spirit and the word. There's a time to be generous. If there's a time to be frugal, the love of God versus the fear of God. Um, uh, and you can see some of the other ones that I have here. Uh, there's reaping and sowing. These here deal with... Um, some things that you'll see in Ecclesiastes about there's a time to harvest and a time to plant, time to gather, scatter, time to embrace, to turn away. There's a time to speak. There's a time to be quiet. And Jesus calls himself and he's both the author and the finisher of our faith. So why do I mention it? Is that typically we fall on one side of the other unless we purposefully sought to develop both sides of them. And even if we seek to develop these things that need to have natural tension in our lives, there's still more of a natural tendency toward one or the other because of the way that God has uniquely made each of us. So I'm curious, as you look at this list, I'm curious what side you feel like you fall on. Because I kind of grouped, to me, there's kind of the ones on the left side kind of, I typically see people either having a lot of these qualities on the left or having these qualities on the right. So I'm just curious if you notice that or not. Well, why don't you just kind of look at some of these and see what side do I, what side do I fall on? Both sides are important, but typically it's just asking you to see if there's a, a perspective or a, a way that you're having to see. So what's my point? My point is, is that God has made you unique and wonderful and um, he wants you to be creative. He wants you to be inspired. He's anointed you. But a part of the process is also recognizing who you are as a vessel, strengths that you possess, also understanding your weaknesses, not so that you can focus on them or try to improve them to the detriment of the growing and strengths that you have, but to be able to speak to your audience, meet that audience's needs as best as you can. And, uh, but also just enjoy yourself in the uh, anointing that the Lord has in your life.
Uh, to close up this section on kind of your strengths and strengths, I don't have necessarily a takeaway for this, except for it's important to understand where you fall. For example, I uh, I would fall early in my life, I would fall very much on the right side of that list. Um, I have a comment in a piece of paper from my kindergarten teacher that says, Davey likes to tell me in the class what to do. So I very much was very aware of the truth side of things. And I grew up in a home that, that served and sacrifice was more spiritual than, than you, know, in, um, you know, in giving. And some of these, these uh, the death to self versus some other things like there's a time to receive the grace of God. Um, there's, anyway, I don't want to go through the list again, but you get the idea. I fall very much on one side. And then I had the work, a season of my life where the Lord brought a great pairing of my natural strengths so that my strengths were so out of balance that they would affect those that I taught and those that I worked with. And so it's still something I'm, I'm aware of in my life. And I wanted to share on with you as you write, it's good to be aware of your strengths so that you can uh, walk in them, but also aware of your weaknesses so that you can pair that with something else so that your reader um, is affected positively. Uh, in conclusion of this section, there's a passage in Second, um, Second Thessalonians. No, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians. I'm going to share my screen. And it's a uh, scripture verse, and it, it shows perfectly the pairing that the Lord has for us. All right, and we're going to use this as a benediction to close this particular section. This is 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And you'll notice that the Apostle Paul gives, us, gives this benediction, but he doesn't just say, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. He brings in the great, this is from the Passion Translation. He says, the grace and joyous favor of the Lord Jesus Christ. He pairs that with the ambiguous love of God the Father. And then he says, in the precious communion that we share in the Holy Spirit, the Lord's continuing. So you can see even within the Godhead, there's this, uh, this mixture of things. And that they give and they, they, they prefer each other and minister together. That the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit all join together is what Paul chooses to bless people with. And so, as you consider the strengths that you have, and even being aware of, 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 of weaknesses, not sin, but weaknesses and things that are just not as strong because of your natural gift set, as you're aware of that, um, see how the Lord brings some of those together so that you can provide a, a powerful and positive experience and message for your parents.